You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Episode 2. Alright. Hey guys, welcome to That's Awesome Episode 2. Um, it's been a little bit since I've been able to re release an episode. I had so much trouble getting my stuff released on all the platforms that I decided to just halt everything until I was able to get everything up. So now that it's all up, we're going to resume. So at this point, I should be releasing podcasts uh, weekly instead of like once every three weeks or whatever it was. Uh, I do want to thank everyone who has listened so far. There was way more of you than I expected. I also want to thank anyone that donated to the link as well, which I will get into in a moment. Um, It was awesome. So I really appreciate all the feedback. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited to see where we go from there. Um, Yeah. So what's new with me? Let's see. In the past few weeks a lot has changed I've actually been busier than I've ever really been being at home Uh, I've been writing a lot of music for a lot of different people so meet actually doing all these like video chat kind of writing sessions with people which has been amazing Uh, really really fun but I've had like a full schedule which has been incredible Dan finally moved in Dan is my roommate uh, and um he plays guitar in my band, Ice Nine Kills, as well. So he, him and his girlfriend, Sarah, who is actually featured on uh, Your Numbers Up, um, an Ice Nine Kills song, uh, moved in recently, which means I moved my studio up one floor. So I'm actually in a brand new room now as well. Dan took over the last room. Uh, so we're going to have two studios in the house, which is going to be awesome. We're going to be pumping out contact like content sorry like crazy sorry i'm at the end of my day right now um yeah it's been good we've been uh hanging out a lot honestly we've been kind of just like at home doing nothing just cooking a lot dan is such a such a fucking good cook it's incredible he made these like they were like the best tacos i've ever had last night i don't know what all the stuff is but he made like his own sour cream and cheese like and it's all vegan which is perfect and everything is gluten-free and vegan because he's also allergic to gluten um so yeah it's been it's been really fun it's been i'm glad to have someone else here with me to uh collaborate on like music stuff you know so looking forward to being hunkered in at home with him for the next for the foreseeable future uh that being said i do want to give some note on the link that I had mentioned earlier for donation. Uh, I guess some feedback that I have gotten is that I didn't really explain it thoroughly. So I want to explain it a little more thoroughly here. So um, everyone's been affected in some way with coronavirus, right? So the music, the music industry has been hit just like 
every other large industry. Touring for standing room events seems like it might be the last thing come, to come back, given that packing, you know, I don't know, thousands of people into a small room is probably not the best strategy for social distancing. Uh, social distancing. <laughs> uh, because of that, I wanted a direct way to help out my friends in the industry. So if you go to the link, paypal.me slash that's awesome pod, you can donate directly to the podcast. That money we collect through that link is going to be split evenly among guests, uh, among the guests that I have on every four episodes. So that means I'll have one episode a week at the end of a four week cycle. I'll empty that account and split it evenly between my guests and myself. If for some reason we end up collecting way more money than we need, I'll be donating that money to uh, various charities. I'll have to take a look and see what's in need at the time. Uh, I'm aware that uh, musicians aren't the only people hurting during the quarantine. So please, if you haven't, uh, if you don't have the extra money, don't donate. Just listen to the podcast. It's cool. If you do have the money, of course, make sure you look at whatever other charities are looking for donations before you send us your money and decide for yourself where your money is best donated. Uh, again, the link is paypal.me slash that's awesome pod. And to everyone that's already donated again, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening as well. So yeah, this week, um, Cody Carson from Set It Off uh, is my guest. Cody and I have known each other for, I guess it's it's longer than I thought, but we've known each other for almost a decade. And um, uh, back when my old band, The Venetia Fair, toured with Set It Off, I believe it was like 2010, um, we were both, you know, playing to 20 or 30 people a night. So we've kind of come up at the same time together in the music scene. And we just had a lot of fun, like recounting old stories of being on tour and just what it was like kind of being in that scene, like a, a brand new touring band with kind of just no support, just decided they wanted to hit the road and go. So I don't know if you're into hearing about that. We talk about that quite a bit. Um, we get into a lot of set it off stuff currently what's going on with them and everything. So I had a great time talking with him. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that we will, um, you know, do another podcast at some point together. Um, we've been actually writing together too. So it's been really cool. Uh, even just doing this podcast, I've reconnected with people and now we're talking every week and working together. It's amazing. So uh, without further ado, I will send, oh, real quick, I do want to give uh, a shout out to Ron at Cult of Individuality. He hooked me up with an incredible cheetah print jacket. Uh, it's fake cheetah print, obviously, don't worry. Um, it's just like the best, most obnoxious thing that I would totally wear. So uh, thank you so much for that and some like amazing jeans too. So um, I wanted to give him a shout out. So thanks for hooking it up, Ron. Yeah, so without further ado, I will send it over to Cody. I'm confidently insecure about us now. Cause I don't believe you for one single second, for one single second. Found out that your truth come one in a million, come one in a million. Yeah, I gotta go where my heart lies. You have a cool, cool shirt. Thanks, man. It's uh, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of feels look like, like it. It's like cardboardy. It's like really, <laughs> really? really shitty. Really it's, cardboardy. Yeah, it's like one of those like five dollar Forever Twenty One shirts. 
Oh my god. Well, hey, it looks like satin from here, so well, you're thanks. fooling everybody. I, I, that's <laughs> the only thing I can do, dude, is to just try to fool people. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm also really uh, curious as to what cool pictures you're going to send me. Dude, open the conversation. There's a really cool Wait, picture did, in there. Did you already put it? You already put it in there. I sent you one cool picture, and I was gonna send oh, you, you another cool picture. <laughs> the face. It's pretty cool, right? It's really cool. <laughs> it's a very cool picture. <laughs> um, where are you? I am in my. Uh, I guess I don't want to say living room. My apartment is kind of just one room, <laughs> but uh, apartment in Hollywood right now. Cool. So we're like neighbors. Yeah, you said you live. Where did you say you live now? I'm in Echo Park. Echo Park. That's like in the like near North Hollywood, right? No, it's oh okay closer <laughs> than that. Um, it's like really? Silver Lake, pretty much. Okay, sweet. Yeah, first time I ever stayed out here for an extended amount of time was in Silver Lake. I like that area a lot. That's ev- every time I've been, I always always stay with. Uh, do you know Randy, who is a um, guitar player in Finch? Um, I might have met him before, but it's not ringing a bell. Entirely. I always stay at his house before I ended up moving here, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's always how it starts. You come out here and you kind of experience a little bit of it, and then you either love it or hate it. And then, dude, you... but here's the thing, though, is like, what? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right, tell me your reasons. Tell me your reasons. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> so I shouldn't say I hate. I, I um, I'm liking it more than I thought I was gonna. Oh, dude, no, it, it, you're going through the evolution of living out here. I feel like because, like, when I first came out here, I was like this fucking blows <laughs> yeah it's because, like it, it's everything's far right if you want to go like if like we lived in the valley when we first uh, lived out here and like that was like to, it's like a 40 minute drive like when people say the valley what does that mean i think the i don't fucking know man i think it's what uh, direction a, is it it's north it's like it's like uh i think the valley starts with north hollywood okay. and then it like, okay. goes up to like woodland hills northwest but we lived like uh in like with the Woodland Hills area, and to me, like I'm from Florida, and like a 40 minute, 30 minute drive is whatever. Like that's just where you go to get somewhere else. And but that, but out here, I was like, no, fuck that. That's traffic. I'm not coming to go. I'm not gonna go see those people. No, I know, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my girlfriend before we moved here. It was like you don't yeah. understand. Like going five miles at home is not a big deal. Yeah, it's like going five miles is far in LA. A very but- far. I- it, what's what? weird about it now is I move. I only got here like two weeks ago, like in the okay. middle of this whole thing. So oh, there's God. there's no one on the streets right now, right? So it's oh, very so, deceiving. So yeah, very deceiving. You're dude, once everything opens up, it's gonna be even worse. <laughs> well, it's the thing is, like so right bad. now, I'm into it because I was like, kind of, I'm kind of enjoying the weather. It's like, yeah, I like. I'm kind of just pumped to like redecorate a new place. I'm still obviously yeah. in the process of moving in. If you can yeah. see behind me, but yeah. Um, so it's like it's distracting me, but the view from my place is awesome because I'm like up on a hill. I can pretty much see out to the coast from here, which is awesome. Okay, cool. That's um, awesome. But um, every other time I've been to LA, every time I'm like, I fucking hate that I have to be here right now. <laughs> like everything about the architecture like bums me out. It's flat. Yeah. It's just sprawling. And it's like... <laughs> I just can't handle it, but I'm it's starting to. It's probably my to, least favorite downtown area. I think the downtown area yeah. is like, what What the hell is this? Yeah. This isn't a city. Yeah. Um, well, downtown just seems like all financial, right? Yeah. You know what I, I learned to, what, what, where I really started to flip and, and be, fall in love with this area in, in total was, first of all, I love that like if I wanted to write with anybody, I could just go anywhere right? In within like a 15-minute drive and right. write with some the amazing people, which I thought was really cool. But as far as like, 
opportunity, like to of a, a fun opportunity. Like for instance, I'm one to four hour drive in any direction from beach, snow, um, like uh, yeah. theme park. Like I say four hour because that's like how far I think I had to drive. I think it was like three hours to get to like where Big Bear was, where. We were literally driving in a desert, and then in like the next couple hours, we were in uh, in the mountains with snow. I just think that's remarkable. That is because cool. like because you don't get that in Florida at all. It's just, no, you well, Florida talk, is a terrible place. <laughs> 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 well, Florida is a terrible place. Yeah, you you you've oh my god, have you only lived in Florida and here? Basically, yeah. yeah I mean, that's... I lived a little bit in Ohio for school. Jesus, and yeah, dude. <laughs> It's so cold. Come on. Like, <laughs> no, I don't mind the cold. You know, I'm from Boston, but like, yeah. you've, you've had some, I mean, okay. So people love LA. So maybe yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm totally wrong on this, but yeah, well, I feel like those are those three places you've lived. It's kind of sucked. <laughs> I, I guess it's totally perspective. I just went there for college. Well, but you like, don't know. Is well, the thing. So here's the thing is I've seen, I've seen the bad parts of Florida. Like sure. I was born, I was born in one of the crappiest parts. Wait, we uh, which, did, when I first met you, it wasn't your place that we stayed at, was it? Um, no, no, I, no. It was some other band that played the show or something. Probably, probably. And it was like I don't remember what band it was. I don't remember the people yeah. in it, so I don't feel bad God. saying this. But like, yeah, holy shit, those guys needed <laughs> to figure out how to like live because their apartment. <laughs> Was like, was it like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen? Please tell me you know who I'm talking about. Too. I don't know so, if I know who you're talking about. It was someone in one of like it was it was just it wasn't the other band we were touring with, obviously, okay. but it was like you guys and then another local that were like the draws of the show. God, at my the time. so shot. But I whatever, would, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like there was like oh, cat so shit on the ground and like food <laughs> everywhere. It was just like a. I, Awful. You're like perfectly it's, describing what it's like to tour when you're first starting to tour. I know like, it was awesome. Like though. The, the places you oh, it's so much fun. It was like so the places awesome. you end up staying, and like the stories that you end up having just because you stayed. Like that, where, whoever would take you in. Yeah, it because we were talking. Remember, like I don't know, it was probably like a few weeks ago. We were texting, being like, "Remember how cool it was to tour before." Yeah, <laughs> I miss it. It is cool now too, but it's it's yeah. a very very different experience. Oh um, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like spoiled now. Like we have like, we're all, we're always in a bandwagon and yeah. I'm just like, I feel like snooty. Well, you know, it's really <laughs> even more obnoxious than that, dude. And this makes what? me sound like such a fucking asshole. It's <laughs> like when I, when I joined Ice Nine, it was only like a year ago and the first yeah. tour was in a bandwagon. And yeah. then the next tour after that, we were, we've always been in buses. So I, yeah. now I'm like <laughs> the last, but the last bus was great. But the one before there's like, this bus fucking sucks. <laughs> the bunks are like aren't comfortable and like, meanwhile i'm like yeah. like one year yeah. into it and i'm like already a piece of uh, shit about it i i so we've been doing bandwagons for so long and i want to graduate to a bus so badly but then we look at the statements and we're like it's so yeah. much money yeah, i don't have to worry about that because i'm yeah, exactly I, you're I, good I, i'm just kind of a hired gun you know but the thing <laughs> <laughs> but like if but the thing that's also I have to wrestle with is like I always get sick on a bandwagon. <laughs> Dude, those bunks are like nuts. Dude, it's the, crazy. The, the craziest moment I've ever had, or what I guess the realization one was we're on warp tour and this guy Jesse just uh, comes we've never met the guy. He just came onto our bandwagon and goes, Hey, I had I was in one of these before. Check this out. And I, we're just like, Okay, stranger, what's going on? And he rips open the vent on the outside of the bandwagon and inside that uh, that air intake vent is just 
it looked like the inside of a vacuum cleaner after it's been used for like oh, a no. month. It was awful. <laughs> and what I've noticed is every time I I always check now and it's always that bad. So I don't use my fan. I literally will like try to tape it off if I can. It's it's really rough. Yeah, I. Uh, but at the, on the other hand, I got a TV and a fridge. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like, right. Right. That's the yeah, thing. So it's like, like it's so it. easy to get jaded with that shit. Oh, like yeah, the stuff absolutely. that doesn't matter because it's like yeah. personal comfort is a yeah. big deal now. Now that it's I'm you, thirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. We're the same age. Are we? Yeah, we're the exact same age. I'm thirty-one. Got, when was your When's your birthday? Uh, mine was uh, January 9th. Okay, so you're like. Je- like two months older than me. I'm March. No 16th. way. Yeah. Well, look at that. Look at that. Well, what's up, little bro? What, what's your sign, dude? <laughs> uh, I so I don't I, know these things. Okay, I didn't know if you I'm, were. I'm a Pisces, but yeah, only I know because what I've I been am. told. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I I went down this whole rabbit hole recently. Like I I never like really bought into that sort of thing that much. My favorite thing to do was when someone claims to know a lot about it. I make them guess my sign, and they never do, and it's oh, just so fun so for me. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're definitely this. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, okay, well, then you're definitely this. I'm still not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 apparently I'm Capricorn. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, doing that joke and then is there's like more such a signs. Capricorn thing to do, too. <laughs> <laughs> so Capricorn. Oh, God, you're such a Capricorn. Um <laughs> <laughs> dude it's good to talk to you i, feel I like know it's been a i long time. Um, I, I always love whenever we get to catch up yeah so when was the last time i actually saw you was that at the paradise was that the boston show i think that must have been it it's the last time i remember spending like a good amount of time together <laughs> i think it well we hung out at um the time before that at brighton music hall where we like chug, i chugged a pitcher did you? <laughs> I think at, yeah, at the sill, at the silhouette. Like we went oh, to that dive yeah. bar next door. Yeah, that was a cool darts. Spot. Yeah, I guess. That <laughs> I think every every time I talk to you, I make you tell me things that I already know about you, like stories about the snake book. Oh, dude, see, <laughs> <All that stuff. laughs> dude, like, the snake book that, is it's down. It's not online anymore. What? I know. Man, so I'm still waiting for a copy. Well, I, <laughs> dude, you you just wait to see the stuff that I've been writing now. No way. There's oh, more. you have no idea. Can, you anything no you can idea. talk about? I can talk a little bit about it. I, I wrote <laughs> um, somewhere. I, I can't find the file for this, so I hope I didn't lose it. But yeah. I had a, um, it was like an 100 page. You remember math boxes? I don't think I do. do, you, do you, like in elementary school or anything, you ever have like math worksheets where there was just like boxes of problems that you had to do? Does okay, that sound yeah. familiar? It sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, so I made a, a math workbook. Um, okay. <laughs> is all the math wrong? No, no. It's <laughs> you just it's, made one. Well, hold on. Let me. <laughs> it it's for like fourth grade. Okay, so it's okay. when you start getting really into like you a little bit of division, but mostly like multiplication. So it starts yeah. off very simple, and everything's like correct, <laughs> right? And then yeah. as you get more and more into it, you start questioning whether or not it's actually worth answering the questions. <laughs> And then towards like three, qu- three quarters of the way through, it starts posing questions that kind of make you think about like, well, even if I do answer the question, how do I know it's correct if someone's just telling me the answer? And then at the end, the an- the, it starts repeating some of the questions in the beginning, but the answers are different. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like it goes back to the easy ones, but the answers are different. Does right, it explain because, why it's different? Well, because of what you've learned. Like, is it worth answering? And if you answer yeah. it, just because someone tells you the answer, is it right? It's honestly the most philosophical approach to learning math in school I've ever heard of in my it's entire re- life. It's really frustrating to do. And then um, <laughs> there's a sequel to that book. And this, oh, this is, is at, you're actually the first I'm person I'm literally I've told crying, this. dude. I'm you're, literally crying you're right the, now. You're the first person I've told this to, this power. I, people I'm know so about honored. the book I'm writing, but they don't know yeah. it's a sequel. Oh my God. Um, it's a, a, a novel called uh, uh, the, the Twin Toads, A Tale of Enchantment and Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> this is related to math book? It's the sequel. It's um, the sequel. And so this is a story about, God, I, I have to bring it up just to make sure I don't get this wrong. Uh, tail. I have it right on my desktop. Dude. This is my favorite hobby that you have. Like, Dude, this is what I do on tour when I'm bored. I love it. Oh, wait. Twin Toads. That's what it was called. I just want to know how you thought of the idea to create a frustrating math book. I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> um, so um, Twin Toads is about... Um, David, who's going away to college to become a uh, insurance uh, agent at Enterprise Rent a Car, okay. and um, <laughs> what do you think you'd need to know a lot about if you're an insurance agent? I, I would assume you have to crunch some numbers, right? Yeah, like doing some math and stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm at chapter four right now, and it's okay. I'm like. Probably sixty something pages in, and um, there's no link between the books yet. <laughs> okay, but but it will be clear that it is a sequel. Okay, <laughs> you still gotta work that part out. Yeah, I guess this means I should change the uh, the the name of the math book to a, a tale of uh, Twin Toads One. Twin Toads One. <laughs> yeah. How to do math? <laughs> Twin, it will be a, a Twin Toads. One, A Tale of Enchantment and Wonder, ages 10 to 12. <laughs> and is, the ne- is there going to be math problems in the next book? No, it's a novel. It's not it's a math. It's just a novel. There's no... <laughs> no, it's, a ma- it's not a math work. Oh, my God. That's so funny, dude. So I'm, I'm working well, on some stuff. You know that I really want those whenever you make those, right? Like, I genuinely, like, I don't read a lot when I'm home. I'm not lying at all. I would read those no questions asked. Well, I, I can send you a draft if you want after this. I would absolutely love that. Please. Okay. I'll send you the first couple chapters. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, God, I have too much spare time. So, um, what have you been up to? How's quarantine? Uh, quarantine's been fine. I just... I'm ready to go back outside. I never thought you really learn about a, a lot about yourself when you're when you're like kind of isolated like this. Yeah. Like I know I enjoy being introverted, and I there's part there's times. Where Are I'm like, you an introvert? So that's the thing is I don't I don't act like that when I'm like speaking to you or anything like that. Like I, I'm very I have a lot of energy. I, I I enjoy the conversation, everything like that. But I think I'm a selective introvert. Like there's times where I just want to be fucking alone, and I yeah. don't want to talk to anybody or do anything or just stay in my room. And then there's times where I like, like, like right now I'm loving this or like I want to go out and I just, I miss the camaraderie of things. Yeah. I, what I believe it or not, where I've found the ability to kind of fill that void is I've been doing uh, a lot of Twitch lately. Uh, Cause I don't know if you've ever. I've never done Twitch. I've never, I don't really understand it. So basically it's just like you, it's like going live, but you get to play video games. It's awesome. Ah, I don't play video games either. Do you really not? I've no. I, I was just talking about this with my friend today. Like, I enjoy playing video games, 
every yeah. time I play them, but they can't hold my attention like most people. No way. Yeah. What kind of games did you play that you were like, can you, I don't know if you remember where you're just like, this is boring as hell. Um, okay, so all the games that everyone loves right now, I just can't get into. Like Mario Kart and Animal Crossing and all that stuff. It's like yeah. painful. I'm with you. I tried it because like that's a thing. That's another thing about it is you gotta like know your audience and like what do people want to watch. And so I'm like, oh, everyone's playing Animal Crossing. Fine, I'll give it a shot. I tried to play it. You literally, I had to catch bugs. Yeah, and then you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, and then the, and then people have to tell you like, well, you gotta sell them or give them to to a person. Well, who like, the fuck wants bugs? <laughs> I, I only know about this because my girlfriend got it like a week ago and she's been playing yeah. it all the time. I get part of it. Like, I get there's a there's a factor to it where there's, like, a grind mode and the aspect of, like, oh, okay, I'm going to spend a lot of time on this, and then once I've done it, I'll be like, I'll feel accomplished. And there yeah. is a bit of that, but, but I... But you so, never... It never ends. There's no... You don't win. Exactly. And apparently, you just go further into debt. <laughs> like, literally, oh, really? go into debt. <laughs> so it's just, like, a life simulator. Yeah, it's just like, hey, you want to know what it's like to, to live? Go to this guy and buy a house. All it's right, like you know you what it's 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 dumber than that though because like <laughs> it's like if you took the Sims and took out all the things that were like important about it and replaced yeah. it with like fishing, <laughs> basically. Like it becomes less important to make sure you have food, but or something, and more important yeah. to like make sure you catch a fish to give yeah, to someone. It's a different kind of fish. Don't catch the same kind of fish. Well, that's just that a complete you- waste of time. Yeah, exactly. The right. whole goal, I think, when you're fishing is to catch multiple of the same kind. Then you can make more of that food if you take it home. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I went fishing. Also, <laughs> why is it called Animal Crossing? Dude, I have no idea. There, There's other animals on your island, but I'm not an animal. And they don't really cross paths that much. Hmm. So uh, maybe... Do I, they get I, mad honestly, ever? Is it is it bad that I just don't care to know? <laughs> yeah, I'm bored of talking about this. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible game. Everyone that plays that game is a full idiot. A full idiot. <laughs> no. It's like everyone I know is playing that game. It's amazing. Have you tried doing this yet? Ugh. Dude, I but the Twitch thing has been nice. I'm I tried playing that one stream and then halfway through I stopped playing and I played the polar opposite of that game which is Doom. Okay, so that like, game I think I could probably get into that. That is the most intense shit in the world. You're like nonstop running, killing demons, and you're trying to save the world from being totally taken over from hell. It's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I just don't. So, I also don't like gore though. Oh, why do you don't like gore? I know it's weird. Like, <laughs> Because I'm similar. Like, I won't watch a movie just because it's gory. I, I, can't, I can't watch gory movies. Like, I turn them off. Queasy? Yeah. Like, Saw is like, I've, I've made it like 20 minutes into the first one and won't watch any of them. My opinion on Saw. I think Saw is one, two, and three. The gore was justified in a sense. Like, it was actually inherent to the plot and the writing was like necessary to that. And then after that, they're like, all right, sell the rights. And they're like, all right, what's Saw? Well, it's Saw, people get hurt. I'm like, all right, that's the story. Oh, I and hate it. It became, it became this person gets hurt, and then this person gets hurt, uh, and that's it. Like, I won't watch Human Centipede. I've uh-huh. never seen it. No interest in seeing it. Like, I don't want to see someone's mouth strapped to an asshole and where they potentially eat shit. Right, or, not like a horror film. Yeah. Like, more in What? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you taking this? <laughs> 
<laughs> like that, or I like in a rom com, it'd be fine. Yeah, in a rom com, totally, because the writing would be, you know, it would make sense. It would be for tasteful. It. It'd be very tasteful, pun intended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, and everyone I talk to about that stuff is like, they don't believe me because I'm supposed to love it. I mean, I guess I could see you, <laughs> like, like I, I imagine you to be like a huge horror movie fan. Well, okay, but like, you know, you know me as like Joe from before Ice Nine Kills, right? Like, yes, so I do. everyone now, it's just like they think my existence is horror movies, like the whole oh, okay. my whole existence is. The thing is, like, I actually do like horror movies, a lot of them. What, I just don't what like kind of horror movies. I love like the heady, like really dark. Um, Have you seen Hereditary? Yeah. Uh, incredible dude it's incredible. That so good yeah uh, I as love soon as that you movie. said those two words it's the first movie that popped in my head yeah it's so real <laughs> yeah it, i think that's what it is i i hate movies that rely on jump scares me too like i i went to go see the nun because i like the conjuring horrible dude i i've never dude there's a part where if you're listening to this i i don't care if i spoil it because you shouldn't go watch that piece of shit anyways yeah like there's a part where the nun spits out blood after they just like like I think there was something there was blood in something it went underwater bit this thing and has somehow uh, the blood was perfectly in its mouth it literally physically made zero sense <laughs> and then, I don't even remember I remember like dude. tiny bits of that movie because I was just doing other shit the whole time because I was bored yeah it, it, that uh, totally viable yeah. I, at the end when when that, that whole thing happened I've never out loud done this before but I literally went oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like in the theater as a compulsion. Uh, like I you went to see it in myself. theaters. Yeah, so we were on tour, and I was like, we're, we were big fans of the Conjuring series. So we're like, movie night, off day, let's go, let's go see the Nun. Yeah, and dude, that, another movie that just didn't have a plot. It was just, yeah. you knew the scares were coming because it got deathly quiet. We're like, okay, here it comes again. Right. Bah! All right, now okay, let's move over to this room. Okay, it's quiet. Oh, here, here it comes right, again. Right. Bah! It's, it's just all the same over. thing over and over. It was um, awful, man. There was a movie that I went to the theater to see called It Comes at Night. Have you ever seen that one? No, but I've heard of that. It's amazing. But I went with Spencer. Um, okay. And he loves like the slasher films, obviously. And yeah. um, he left that movie and he was fucking furious. Furious? He was like, that was, I can't believe you fucking made me watch that piece of shit movie. <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, it was a horror movie and there were there was no murder and and there was no like sla there was no knives or, or, or anything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Where are the knives? Bro? I can't even like I don't even know how to What respond. is so wait, what I don't know anything about the movie. So what is it uh what's it's the just, premise? It, it's fantastic. It's the entire uh, premise is like it's post-apocalyptic. You don't know okay. why it's post-apocalyptic, but everyone's oh. like afraid of each other pretty much, and they oh, lock wow. all the doors and stuff. Uh, and then a family shows up looking for like water in this like remote, you know, house in the woods. Yeah. And the other family decides to take them in, but the whole time there's like this tension because they don't know if they're the other family's like out to get them. So it's oh, it's shit. entirely based on like human emotion, just like hereditary, yeah. right? Where yes, there's never, there's never anything, like after the family gets there, there's absolutely nothing to do with the post-apocalyptic. You don't know if it's like zombies or like yeah. anything, right? You have do no you, idea. Or do they leave, leave little hints along the way so you can kind of try to understand? You can kind of, but like the closest yeah. thing that anyone can guess is it's like kind of zombies because they keep thinking like, oh, is that person sick or whatever? But uh, um, might be like a 
Dude, there are so many movies out Could right now. Could be a coronavirus that, movie. That's what I was about to say, man. Yeah. There's so many, like, because, like, obviously, uh, like, 28 Days Later doesn't take the, like, their actual zombies approach. They do it, like, as an infection. And then right. you see, like, quarantining and all this stuff. Like, I just played Resident Evil 3. And that whole thing is about a virus that gets loose and how there's quarantining and shutdowns and stuff. And I was like, well, this is fucking timely. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Dude. Dude. I, go ahead. No, I was just, I wanted, I was going to talk about a different movie, but I didn't want to switch the subject. Oh, I real was quick. just going to say I've been playing this game on my phone lately that I haven't played since like I was like way back, like 2009 or whatever, called yeah. um, Plague. Yes, dude, dude, I used to play it all the time. Yes, yeah, I feel guilty. Now. <laughs> no, now I'm back into it because I've been naming it like coronavirus, and I'm like rooting for it, like in the game, obviously not in real life, like yeah, trying yeah, to wipe yeah. out everyone, which is totally yeah. in poor taste. Um, oh yeah. But, but it's that's what the game is. You know, it's one of the most popular games in the app store right now. Is it? It truly is. I, last time I checked, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't uh, know. People I want to double check about it. Like it definitely like it had a resurgence. Now I need to know for sure. Yeah. Because I hate when when I say something now I'm like, uh oh, I'm questioning myself. Is it really true? Well, nothing matters <laughs> anyway. But uh, dude, you know what? I th- I think it was a similar production staff or whatever. But uh, the there was a movie that reminded me of Hereditary, but it to just didn't hit home as hard. Did you ever see uh, Hereditary? Not Hereditary, sorry. Uh, yes. Midsommar. Yeah, I did see Midsommar. <laughs> you see Midsommar? Dude. Not as uh, good, but um, it was still pretty good. I laughed. Did you? <laughs> when? No. The, the, I think what it was, the thing what it was when, the, when the older gentleman- Are you kidding me? You jumped, laughed at that? Jumped because of the sound that it made when oh he Oh my God. You're it sick. Just, that, Dude. That's like one of the most disturbing <laughs> scenes I've ever seen. I think it's just because it reminded me of like a Family Guy animation. <laughs> yeah, but it was like so real, I felt like. I don't know. Maybe I know, it's Maybe not. that's why. I don't know what it and also, sounds like so when someone much, does that. I, like, maybe, it, I, maybe it was like above me. I, I, I didn't fully mm, get everything. I, I just feel like there was too much reliant. Uh, there, it was pretty disturbing and gory, it was, which I yes, didn't I, love. But there's also just some parts where I'm just like, explain. Why Why are you doing this? Yeah, like, it was what? a little too much like, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, it, it was It, it was, was too, a good thought. Too artsy fartsy. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> it was a little slow. But I enjoyed I think it. I'm I was entertained. Wrong, by the way. Huh? I can't find it on the charts. Well, you're probably, uh, just, you're probably looking at the charts and it's nowhere near it and you just don't want to say you were wrong. Yeah. No, no I just don't see it at all. <laughs> I think I'm wrong generally. <laughs> uh, so, oh, there it is. Top paid games number three. Really? Wow! Wow! That's insane. I wonder if I have like the old version. It, the the uh, the tagline is no, it's the same one because it still says I have it. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. The tagline says, "Can you infect the world?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone should go try and play that game. And it's funny though because even in 2009, when I was playing that game, like there's a there's like a news ticker that goes across like yes. in the progress. It's like yeah, banning travel, shut down airports, yep. like quarantining yep. inside it's like so accurate it's pretty and the good. world health organization is a part of that as well yeah 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 that well, they're the one that leads like the fight against what you're creating and stuff like, yeah it's, it's not super wild yeah um but anyway that was like a half hour of nothing we'll probably have to cut some of that out <laughs> that's fine yeah <laughs> um so what's new with uh were you impacted at all by the whole lockdown i mean in what way like did you have any dates that had to get canceled oh yeah Dude, oh, I felt we felt terrible, man. So we're in Australia. Oh, that's right. We, you guys just got back. Yeah, yeah. We were, were luckily able to finish that whole Australian run, which was amazing. We had a really, really great time over Who there. Who were you out with there? You're out with One OK Rock and this band uh, called Stateside. Okay, cool. um, 
really great bands. One of Rock's always treated us really well. And um, they were the reason why we were able to go out there for the first time. We haven't been to Australia once in our whole career. Wow. So that was the first time making it over there, which was amazing. But then, so we had coming up, we had an Asia tour, which we were super stoked about because we were going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, direct, that tour looked nuts. Direct support for Jimmy World for like two shows were. And then we were going to headline some other shows, all in areas that we haven't been except for Singapore. And so that was devastating to see that it was getting canceled because oh. we wanted to go. And then we were just kind of waiting it out and seeing little by little, like, what's. Because we, know, we didn't know. The, like the extent of what what we were about to get ourselves into that they, right. that everyone was about to shut down across the world. Yeah, so Italy was getting pretty serious, and so um, we after we canceled our our, our Asia tour, I, we I think we announced that we were canceling Italy, and then we were keeping a close eye on Germany because Germany was getting pretty bad apparently. Mm-hmm. And after a while, we're just like it's not getting better. Like we just have to postpone it. And what sucks is this tour already got postponed. It oh was supposed really? To October. Because I had to get vocal surgery. Oh, that's and I right. I remember that. Went through all that. I I had the surgery, my rehabilitation. Finally back out on the road. We finally get over there. We're about to have this tour. Trying to complete the world tour aspect of the Midnight Cycle. And as soon as we're about to go, the postponed tour gets canceled as well. So it's postponed twice. When was so that supposed to start? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, actually, I was weird is I think I have it in my calendar that I would have been home today. Like I would have just gotten back. Oh, okay. So was this like supposed to start at the end of March? Yeah, like end of March. Like the so it was Australia, right into Asia, right into UK Europe, and it was just going to keep going until about now. Got it. So we, I would have out there if if you know if if it could have happened. But what about it, future stuff? Future stuff. So we. Our, our our agency feels confident that we'll be able to go back out there around August. So we we we're honoring all the tickets that have been purchased. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of saying like, hey, like, well, here are the dates, and if it works out, we'll be out there. So we we've already posted new dates for that out in like the August uh, around around August. I, I have the dates somewhere. I just want to memorize. I'm really bad at remembering that stuff. Yeah, I don't know that stuff either. That's all we really have locked in right now. Yeah. We're just waiting to see, and hopefully that works out exactly how we plan. I'm confident it will. Apparently, people are hitting plateaus. I'm just trying to maintain some optimism in the whole situation. I know some people think that we're going to be like this until ne- like mid next year. So yeah. I, I really know. I hope that's not the case. But oh, trying to God, keep be- just the optimism is because like, like if I keep thinking about it's never going to get better, then I think I, I drive myself fucking insane. I know what you mean. Especially yeah. like it's so difficult when it's like. I don't know, man. It's it, this is. I mean, you have more experience this with this than I do. Having this be like your livelihood, you know, yeah. like playing music and everything. So it, it's definitely like an uncomfortable position to be in. Like mostly just not knowing when, right? I think what's kind of helped me out mentally is like we're we're working on a new record now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if- everyone is going to put out a record like on in the same week. <laughs> Like it's gonna happen, and uh, so we we might kind of like switch up our strategy if that's gonna be the case. But in the meantime, I'm just writing. You know, like it's for us. You know, here's what I've been thinking. Like, I think we're actually pretty fortunate in the sense that we, you know, when it's when it's album cycle time, when it's time to write for the next record, you're home anyways. You're not out touring. You're just staying home and writing and writing and writing. And that's where we are right now. We're home and we're writing. So who I feel for the most is. Are, are these bands or artists who have put their heart and soul into these albums that they just couldn't wait to release and they finally got the, the whole thing mapped out with their label and then it drops right as the shutdowns happen and then they can't tour on their album. Ugh. Like that, 
that breaks my heart. Man. Yeah, that you know is I mean? the worst. Like I, I was thinking about that. Like man, like, like, yeah, it sucks that our tour got postponed, and I feel for all those people. But they understand, you know, like they're they're willing. But like, you need that momentum when right. you're releasing an album. And, and now, what it's showing is it's cool to see though those people that are in that situation get really creative with their their source of content and how how much they're able to be around everybody online. Because the benefit of everyone being home is everyone's just online. Right. So there has been seeing- some really cool shit that people have done. Have you seen John Krasinski's thing? Some good news? Yeah, I did. I did. It's, it's like the most wholesome thing ever, and it's this nice, like, like little ray of light and all this darkness. Yeah. So, I, I, it's cool to see people getting creative and and uh, I think I saw someone tweet that this is like the content renaissance, and it really it feels, feels that like way. it. I mean, I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're like picking up hobbies and stuff. Dude, like I've I've I never would have started like, Twitch. <laughs> like 20 songs in the last like week. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. It's 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 forcing us to. To kind of stay, take a step back and maybe reevaluate some things in your life and things that you were working on or not working on, and you know it's it's all about yeah. how you're how you really look at it. But it's been fucking nuts. That's that's for sure. What's the uh, best piece of content you've come across from this? Oh my goodness, I I hate that I don't have a like a, an immediate answer for Dude, that. Dude, I'm a sucker for this song. Uh, that 21 pilots put out. Have you heard that song? I haven't heard it yet. Damn it. I've been meaning to hear oh, that. Is it really so good? good? And the, and the yeah. music video is awesome. Dude, they're, they're, I respect that band so much. Me too, dude. Like they're their great. music is so good. They had the song called I don't the love judge. Everything they do, but like, well, yeah, I but really that's to appreciate that, that, that band a lot. That, uh, their live show is some of the most creative and high yeah. energy things I've ever seen. That song, the judge, I think is just, a beautiful I don't know song. I've heard that song. If if you get the chance, check it out. To me, it sounds like I, this is my interpretation of it. It sounds like he uh, loves writing like weirder type songs or more ad- adventurous, uh, or being more adventurous when he's writing. And he knows that within the context of getting a song on the radio, he has to follow these certain guidelines. And it sounds like he's like, I'll, I'll do that, but let me do this too. Like right. let me free. Like yeah. and that's at that's and you can hear it in like he says. Um, so please, he says like, so please save me in that part where it goes, please. He like hits this really dis like dissonant chord right there. And then there's another part where like, he'll change the, like the, the, the whole tempo of it. It's just like, it it seems like the music speaking to the lyrics. Like it really impresses me. Okay. It's I'm going to have to listen to it. Yeah. I will say uh, like, you are one of the only people I take those recommendations from. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel that. like we, we're in very different music scenes, right? Well, not super yeah. different, but we're in like different music scenes, but like yeah. we have a very similar taste in music, I feel. Oh, like. absolutely we do. Yeah. So I need I definitely need to check out that new 21 Pilots song it's too. There, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that cuz now that made me think of what my favorite new piece of content is. I discovered a new artist and I am in love. I can't stop listening to her. Her name is Chika, C H I K A. Okay, I'm And to that. she is I think uh, she's managed by Diddy, or Diddy's heavily involved. But there, so where I found out about it, my friend sent me a message on Instagram, and it was her doing this like stripped down version of this song called um, "Songs About You." Okay, and it's her with like a gospel choir and just chilling. She can like rap and sing, and she's just real and really fucking talented. And it's got this cool marriage of like '90s rap and R&B with like modern uh, soundscapes. It's the dude. I can't. That song, Songs About You, I've listened okay, to that's the one I'm gonna probably uh, a million times. That, I think, Balenci's is an amazing song, too, because the beat development is on that is just really good. Cool. Uh, let me know what you think. I, I, I really want to hear it. Um, oh, yeah. 
Can we jump back for a second to something that we flew yeah, by? Yeah, what's up? Can we talk about yeah, your, your, your vocal surgery a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that something that you're, you've talked about publicly? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, I, I really feel like there's not a lot that I won't talk about. But the, the, with the vocal surgery thing, that, I feel like no matter what point – how do I word this? Whether you're just beginning as a vocalist or whether you've been doing it for years, it's always in the back of your mind of like your number one fear. Yeah, is is like getting an, a vocal injury. And I remember since we started touring, I would like if I had a hoarse voice, I'd be like, "Oh no, I hope I think I, I think I have a nodule. I think I have yeah. this." And, and I'm naturally an anxious person, anyways. So I I take little things and run with them. So what my guys are really good about is calming me down. They're like, "You're probably fine. You're probably fine." But uh, and usually I. Exactly, and so then I'm, I always put my head. Yeah, so you'd be there to like bring me back down to earth. Oh, you know I would. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah, but what if he's not, guys? Like seriously, like I, no, it wouldn't be a maybe or what if he's not. It'd be like, mm, I don't know, man. You've been sounding kind of <laughs> shitty the last couple nights. <laughs> Dude, uh, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I would, ju- it w- I would feed into that so much. <laughs> but, but literally, like this would that would have come in handy at our show when this happened. I remember the moment the injury happened. Really? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, so it, it was the top of the year when we were um, doing like the tours off of like Killer in the Mirror and our new releases from the Midnight at Cycle, and mm-hmm. I felt the best I've ever felt at first. You know, like my voice felt stronger. I was hitting higher notes. I was really like honestly proud of myself. I was. I felt myself growing. And I started to get a little cocky, I think. I started mm. like treating my voice a little worse, like I drank more coffee or my friends had a jewel, so maybe I'd smoke a jewel a little bit more. And because I was like, well, I still feel fine. I'm still hitting all the notes. So I, that was dumb of me. But then as so then we went over to UK Europe and I was fine over there, but a little bit more tired. I didn't have the exact stamina that I had in the first tour when I first came out fresh. Mm-hmm. Then we make our way to do our first uh, show in Singapore, which was this awesome fest called Mayday Fest. And we, we, I remember that that day I felt really good. And it's one, this is one of those things that I feel like a lot of singers relate to where it's like the last day of tour, like who fucking cares? Not like who cares on their performance, but right. like, and I can be a little irresponsible today because I don't have to worry about singing tomorrow. Right. So I, I remember that I barely drank water that day. I had like two coffees. I, before the show went on, I had like a couple shots. I was just being a fucking idiot. Um, and so I, I know I can look back and like point the finger at myself. But when I went on stage, I warmed up and I was fine. I was hitting all the notes I wanted to, but there's there's this feeling that I got that I haven't gotten since weirdly enough marching band. Like I <laughs> when I was marching band, we would get, we would do like competitions and stuff, and it, you would go through an airlock chamber before you go into the football field if it's in a dome. And I remember getting cotton mouth so bad that I would dry heave on stage. Jesus, that happened. So I was so dry on stage trying to sing that I was like like the worst cotton mouth you can imagine. No amount of water was solving it for me. Nothing. So I remember there was a song, Uncontainable, and there's this isolated high, I think, C-sharp, and I have to hit it. That's I can't, high, if, dude. I, if I don't hit it— Do you usually hit that? Does that I can, like, I know how to hit it differently now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't have any like, vocal lubrication with like, hydration at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, I literally just like pulling my chest voice up to hit high notes. So I went, oh, container, I went to hit it, and I felt something. Oh, and I was like, God. I was like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And so What did I, you feel? I don't even want – don't even tell me. <laughs> it wasn't like a – it's not as bad as you're thinking. It's not like a pop or something. Oh, it just, God. That just makes me – Something felt off. Yeah. Something felt off. And then for the rest of that show – I think that was second song in or so. For the rest of that show, 
I've noticed I had to like fight to get up to notes. Like I, and I mean like in a way that like there was part of my range. I feel like it was missing or like it would scoop when I didn't want it to. Mm-hmm. I was very confused. And it reminded me, there's a friend of mine who has uh, nodules, and I've I've heard that person sing, and and they've they've told me they they have them, they they're fine with it. Honestly, because like you can sing, they're just like you won't have as much stamina. You probably can't tour on it. Um, but I remember thinking, oh my god, this is exactly how they sound. Like like this this feels and sounds exactly the same. Yikes. So that's so after the show, I I was like, guys, something's really wrong. And they were being good friends, like you're you're fine, man. Just give it some time. So I was like, you know, maybe I'm in my head. Maybe I just had an off day. So I gave it two weeks. We're back in L.A. By two weeks, you should be healed. I mean, if it's if it's right, something minor, if it's nothing. Exactly. So we went out to a karaoke night, and I was like, oh, yeah, this will be fun. So I uh, had some drinks, went to do some karaoke, and I went to sing Brian McKnight's "Back at One," which is like my go-to now. Yeah, you and sound like a huge introvert right now, by the way. Oh my God! Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. I, I went to sing that uh, that high note in the bridge, and it was embarrassing. I went like, ah! and I couldn't hit it, oh, and I literally no. went, oh, oh. <laughs> oh so I was like, I couldn't hit it, and I was like, okay, something's up. Because I could usually hit that note, and, I, and especially after the, the rest, I should be able to. So I went and got myself checked, um, and I, I found a really great doctor out here. Um, and he immediately told me what it was. It was a hemorrhage. It was a vocal hemorrhage, which means that like a blood vessel like burst and was mm. like bleed. It bled out onto my vocal cord, and so there was these elevated veins on my cord. And I ha- already had a tour kind of like in line, and so he had me just go on vocal rest for like two or three weeks. And what I did was I didn't want to cancel the tour because, to be honest with you, financially sometimes you just need to. <laughs> like yeah. I, I needed to make money, and I want. I didn't want to cancel. I hate canceling. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I was like, all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, first of all, take Uncontainable out of the set until I'm better. And I'm going to, I filled the set with songs that were easier to sing. I spaced it out a lot more. I had a moment where I had Max come up to the stage and he sang and I played drums. So I gave my voice a break after like three songs. Uh, we did, we gave like Max a drum solo. So I got like a five minute break. And like, I like wow, literally, Max. oh yeah, like I, I, he, he really stepped up. And like, yeah, I really I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Max. I know, I know. I know. Um, but yeah, he it really helped me out, and the and that's how I got to that whole I got through a whole tour, and then I came back, got the surgery, and after that long ass story, here I am. <laughs> so, what was recovery like for that? It was basically you know I, the, after the surgery, I had to like follow these specific instructions on like liquid only diet 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 for like uh, three days. And then slowly worked back into it was like a like a non acidic food sort of thing like anti heartburn what's it called gastrointestinal acid, I don't know what, acid flux yeah acid yeah flux. yeah acid flux sort of diet which I hate because I love everything that basically gives you heartburn yeah me too and so I I had to follow that for a while and then I, I I ended up taking vocal lessons again and then I finally ended up feeling like okay I'm feeling like myself again mm-hmm. and then I was able to go back out, out on tour yeah it just kind of take time that stuff always scares me because you hear stories about people that are like never the same after it i i have a feeling that it's people and i don't know but it what it sounds like to me is all you have to do is listen to your doctor and follow those steps and you'll be fine because he would tell me that like so yeah, like but these who's people, gonna I don't, listen to their doctor <laughs> I, I they're don't all know. a bunch of crooks there are all of them yeah even the ones that are yeah they're just trying to push <laughs> get you addicted to pills is this is this this kind of podcast? Is this what I'm on right now? Yeah, dude, we're sponsored also <laughs> by Infowars and Alex Jones. That's it's the all ne- conspiracy that, theories. Yeah, it's the only 
place that would pick us up is Alex okay. Jones is a big fan. He loves okay. alternative music and, um, you know, good info. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who Alex Jones what? is. What? Dude. Oh, I please no go watch Alex Jones videos when we're is done here. Is it a YouTube channel? Okay. So he, own, he was like, I don't remember if he was like part of a big news organization, but he's basically like. Uh, uh, now it's like I think just a YouTuber, YouTuber podcast channel where he's okay. just he's an insane like crazy right wing like fake news guy. Like he's 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 a uh, he says things like frogs are something like the frogs are gay because the government's polluting the water or something. And what I, I don't know. Like there's gay frogs that are gonna make your kids gay or something. But like it's crazy. The only reason it's so crazy is because he's like massively popular massively popular like people believe what he's saying dude Infowars is like a real thing it's like a big thing it's is crazy. He, so he's Infowars. yeah oh i got i gotta see this just shit look show. up alex okay. jones rants it's okay. incredible it's incredible oh my god yeah i will absolutely will yeah that's ridiculous oh you totally should check it out it's great what were we talking about i totally forgot uh your 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 voice oh Oh yeah, they're listening to the doctor's thing. That's how we got it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, he was telling me that like he found out that people were like while having vocal surgery or like while having an injury were still going out, not abiding by vocal rest, going to parties, drinking and talking. All you got to do is just shut the fuck up. That's it. Like if you like vocal rest is the number one repair for most things wrong with your voice. Mm-hmm. If you cannot talk, which is really hard for me. But if you cannot talk, because you're such like, an introvert, a week. yeah, I knew I knew that was coming. Yeah, I like set me that up. up for I you. you just set it right up for me. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't resist. I, I said selective, okay? Yeah. I said selective. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, all you gotta do is just not talk, and then eventually it'll be fine. After you have to, if, if you have to get surgery, but I, I mean, I hope that's the only case, because otherwise I'll have more to be worried about. Right. <laughs> I'm terrified of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't sing all lead vocal stuff, but like I do a fair amount and it's scary to think. Do you feel, do you ever feel like you're hurting or like that it tickles when you're singing or anything like that? Um, it has in the past. Like, I feel like I've kind of retrained myself a little bit. Like when I first started with ice nine, I was getting out a little bit, but now I'm back. I'm such a big believer in no matter your skill level in anything, like take private lessons. I want to, I would love to. there's some great people out here. Oh, I'm sure. Like, really, I'll, I'll give you some names if you want. That'd like, be great. The podcast. Um, but yeah, like just learning. There's just so much that I didn't know about like how you can sing. Like you can sing so different. Like I, when I first started, I go back and I listen to like our first demos and I'm like, I don't even sound like the same person. I'm, I'm like, sing like this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic so, Cody Carson. Yeah, classic me. Classic me. That's like when I met you. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. That's literally that's where I was at when we when we first met. Yeah, my God, that tour. People don't know our history. <laughs> we should start talk about that. <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. You yeah. want to start? Yes, I will. Um, so I was in. If you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you know a band called Venetia Fair, and how did we we, we played a sh- just a single show together on Venetia Fair's first tour in Florida? A single Is show. Is that what it was? That's the the very first time we we met, but we we didn't like really meet like we talked yeah, a little yeah. bit i think yeah probably um and then you had a you the band wasn't even the same i don't think i don't think max oh uh, we had a different lineup yeah i think was benji in the band then our old drummer yes yeah i think so okay I think so. benji was there 
And yeah. um, so that happened, and then we ended up doing an East Coast tour. Wait, no, I think Max was there. No, oh, gonna- he wasn't. He wasn't in the band when we did the tour. Oh, when he was when we did the tour, he was there. Yeah, okay, that, was was like, that was like a, a year later. Yeah, yeah. I right? was like, he was definitely in the band. Then. Yeah, yeah, he was in the band then, and we um, we did it with um, Malenko and the Lacerdas. Yes. Right. Great oh, band yeah. from. Where were Canada. Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, they played Gibson guitars. Mm-hmm. I remember because they would always lose them. <laughs> they would lose their guitars, dude. I'm so glad you have a really good memory because I my memory's so fucking shot. <laughs> I don't even think that's true. I think that we ended up doing Warp Tour. Were you, you were on 2011 Warp? No, you weren't on 2011 Warp. No, we did two weeks of 2011 Warp Tour. Okay, you and did two was, weeks, and we ha- we dude, did like three weeks that's the story in itself were you guys on the dizombo stage yes, as well we were with you i remember now <laughs> wait is that how oh my god yeah it was Dude. it was the and, and lacerda was on it too and and there was a day where they lost their guitars they couldn't find them and they were all running around screaming like have you seen our gibsons have you seen our gibsons <laughs> and so chris our drummer was obviously yeah. just making fun of them just going to every yeah. tent being like, guys lacerda lost their gibsons do you guys know where they are <laughs> So that's another Lacerda joke. Oh my god! Yeah, yo, one of my favorite things was it? Uh, I think the guy's name in the band was Jamie. Yeah, and he ended Dirk up being in Life Ruiner. He be what? He was in Life Ruiner after that. No way! Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Was he trying to take revenge on Chark for taking interest in him during the tour? I don't remember. You remember this. that? No. Chark. So Chark decided. Chark this was, was our bass like, player. He's a character. Yeah, absolute character. So you guys were like messing with us all the time. And eventually, we were like, ooh, you guys are so weird. And you guys were like, we're going to stop messing with you. And then you, st- you targeted, like, Lacerda. And then you went after Jamie. At least Chark went after Jamie, started printing out photos of him without telling anybody and just started posting them everywhere in the venue <laughs> before, before, like, on his base cab. And he, like, just basically created this love interest between him and Jamie. And I don't know. J- Jamie did not know how to handle it. Oh, and it was so God. funny. Was that, the tour, was that the tour we, where we printed out info sheets on every person on tour? It might have been. I don't know if I remember this. Well, we handed – I think what we did was we handed them <laughs> all out to everyone but one band. I don't know if it was really? this tour, but we had like literal like a binder that we, we made – uh, we made like a binder with uh, every single person on the tour had like a page. And, and we'd I- walk around with binders and be like, hey, you are – uh, Eric, the bass player, and how is your sister that goes to uh, Brown University? Like, no, shit you looked like up there like, oh, that's crazy. But we'd be holding it in front of them, so like we'd clearly be. Yeah. Really, we did that like on the first. Day. How much of that was your idea? I don't know if it was mine, but it does sound like something I would do. Yeah, because like all the information and work that goes this into is it. So stupid because now, okay, my first guest on the podcast was Donovan from Hail the Sun. And we, yeah. we, we go back because of Anish too. So now both episodes yeah. are just people talking about me doing stupid shit on tour. <laughs> but dude, it was, it was entertaining as hell. Well, you have, I, was- I think, maybe the best Venetia Fair first impression story ever. Oh my God, I was so pissed off at you. <laughs> I was so mad at you. I forgot. I think you called us pussies. I mean, yeah. Is that what you? Yeah. Like, so okay. like you, Donnie remember, said so the same thing. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I remember we're, uh, we're, the, it's like day one of tour playing at a VFW hall, I think in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys are going on before us and I was watching a set and I was really enjoying, it. I thought it was a really entertaining show. And then 
you know, usually you, yeah, as as uh, on tour, you'll give the the next band going on a shout out or something. Well, Joe gave us a shout out, and he goes, uh, on, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not quoting me? exactly, but it, I think it was you. Okay. I re- I remember staring you down because I was so <laughs> angry, and you were like, up next, there's we got a, a band after uh, after us, or a bunch of pussies called Set It Off. <laughs> And I didn't know you were messing with us because I didn't know you or your sense of humor. And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, <laughs> like, just rip. I was like, this is a rough start, man. I got so heated, like, for really no reason at all. But I had been, like, <laughs> spamming your Facebook page for a while before that, too, saying a bunch of oh, shit. Oh, I, I, where is that? Oh, my God. I'm I don't slipping. even remember. But the last, yeah. the, the, Donnie told us very You just constantly stories. mess with us. Like, constantly. That was, like, your fa- guy's favorite thing to do Dude, was we mess had, with people. we had a band show up um, to a first day of tour ready to fight us. Oh, I think you told me about this. You should tell the story. Did well, you already, t- you already was, tell the story? I don't know if I did, but no, not on the podcast. But I had been, um, I set up a tour between three bands, us and then two other bands, I don't, um, and it was like a West Coast tour, and we were all not, none of us were from the West Coast. And so yeah. the first two shows were with us and one other band. And so it was just the two of us. But I had been previously like going on Facebook on everyone's pages, like personal pages, the band pages, being like, hey, dude, I didn't want to like say anything, but just so you know, like this band uh, is talking shit about you guys, like, and talking about the other band on the tour. Being like, yeah. I, I didn't want anything to be weird when you guys show up, but so I felt like I'd rather just sort it out now or anything. And then oh I, was just, I was just starting all this like you're just an agent of chaos drama <laughs> between people, and then eventually like they figured it out, and so I started like publicly talking shit about both of the bands, <laughs> like as a joke, being like, but our yeah. fans get it because they like got yeah. us, right? Dude, you had I loved. There's nothing funnier to me. I don't. It's probably not still up, is it? When you guys like. Didn't you start a GoFundMe to stop existing as a band or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Or, that sounds good. No, I, don't know, I know that you. there was something you posted that says, please stop making us be the Venetia Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, please. did you see the artwork uh, we put up when we broke up? No, what was that? It's still the banner on our Facebook page. It's just a, a oh. red, it's like made in Microsoft Paint. It's just a red <laughs> background with like Comic Sans font that says we are dead and that's it. We- and it's like the only thing we ever said about us breaking up. That's so funny. Yeah, like you, I've always thought your relationship with your fan base was so funny because like other fan bases call like, you know, we're the, this is the family or this is like, this is the, uh, well, like, you know, the Tennessee kids for JT and your guys, you just called your fans uh, idiots. Yeah. It was always idiots. And like, we hey, were idiot. like such good touring mates because at the time, like you guys were like so on board with like the the heart shit. And, yeah. Like, oh and my so God. We were yeah. polar opposites on like, that. Like we tour. could not have been more polarizing at no, the time. No, but at the same time, like our music definitely worked together. You know? It did. It did. It did. Yeah. I still listen to uh, the Venetia Fair. Like I would just say, I hit you up the other night. I was up late night at a, at a hotel with our tour manager drunk, showing him your guys' songs. And oh, really? honestly, honestly, telling these stories. Oh, that's great! It's some of the most fun times ever on tour. Um, but that yeah, was no, you, those were good days. You got, I remember, and now, now to go on like a on a lighthearted note, but I remember just being totally blown away by you as a as a pianist. Do you still play? Yeah, I do. I I play probably. I don't have my keyboard here with me right now because it's with our touring shit, and I yeah. was supposed to have it because we were supposed to be on tour right now, but that's not yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, I play probably. M- Honestly, like more than I did back then, probably now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because before I was always like writing like, oh, what kind of stupid, silly sounds can I do on this? <laughs> um, but now I'm actually like 
playing and getting back yeah. into like we were talking about music. writing together we need to do that we definitely should dude absolutely like i have some sh- some stuff that i think uh i could use your help on for sure so also i wanted to ask about singapore what was that like aside from your voice being terrible oh, i haven't toured dude. asia so my favorite thing i think about tour is th- th- is food like i love trying to explore and have types of food that I've never had before. And yeah. I think that was one of my favorite parts about it. Also, it was really interesting. Uh, Singapore, a lot of the signs, if not all, were in English. I did not, ex- I did not huh. see that coming at all. But uh, it was really easy to navigate because I feel like you know, when you're going to like a foreign country, the first thing that puts you outside your comfort zone is not being able to read what's on the signs. Like you know, when you go to Japan, there's no – like you need to have someone with you usually that can help you translate. Yeah. But in there, in Singapore, like – uh, there was, I think Singapore, I hope I'm not wrong on this, but I think it's like an amalgamation of a bunch of different cultures from Asia all together. And so they have a large amount of tourists. And so I think that's why they have so much uh, of their wording just in English. Yeah. But their food culture is incredible. Really? Like thing called cereal prawn, which is just like shrimp with like, it's like breaded and like uh, almost like a, it's not Captain Crunch. I, can, I don't even know what it is, but it's like sugary and it's <laughs> fucking delicious. There's this thing called chili crab. Which is – it's so messy that they provide gloves for you to eat it with. <laughs> Grabbing this like chili sauce. I would love to eat every food with gloves. That sounds awesome. But you can. You can do that right now. I should. Shopping. You're right. Do it today. You just have cereal with my I, hand. Why do we have spoons? We just need latex gloves in our hands. Yeah. Um, I want you a photo of you doing that to prove that you will do it. I will, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of fun. Um, like Everything you said sounds absolutely disgusting to me. What? <laughs> well, okay. So first off, I'm vegan, so that doesn't work off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, um, I have always hated seafood. Always. Wow. Yeah. Which is like a cardinal sin where I'm from, but like, <laughs> I hate seafood. I'm Japanese and Italian, and I'm from the North Shore of Massachusetts. Like, I'm supposed to love seafood, and I just yeah. hate it. Oh, my God. I wonder what like because I know so many people that just hate seafood. It's disgusting. But like I don't. For you, is it a mental thing? Have you always hated it? Like always. I mean, I think I ate like fish sticks when I was a kid. Okay. But like I want to like it, or I wanted to before I became vegan, and I would try it all the time. But and there were actually like some elements that I did like about it, like certain flavors I like, but they all have this like ocean flavor, and it's gross. See, my goal whenever I'm making seafood at home is to make it not taste oceany. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my, this is my problem with, with seafood is like, oh, you would like this fish. It doesn't taste like fish. I know, but it's, it's not because – actually, no, I think I'm just in a hole now. I don't know if I can, I don't know if like, I can yeah, make this. Dude, I would love it if you could make it not like that. It would be but great. But it still tastes like – it's a fish. Like the, the textures there just taste like well, the like salmon is a perfect example. Me. Okay. Texture doesn't well, bother then me at all. Unless I it's like I fucking could... shellfish. That I don't understand that at all. That's just so boogers. So you're you're qua- boogers. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I just had I literally I think last night I had uh, bacon wrapped scallops. Those don't look like boogers. Those those look like like sugar cubes. That's different. <laughs> yeah, they do look like sugar cubes. Yeah. But I, but I, now I feel like compelled to make you want to like salmon. Well, I, feel I like mean, I, I'm not going to try it anyway. I'm well, you can't. You're vegan. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, but, but yeah, it's like a challenge. Well, I, okay. <laughs> so the ones that I would eat, like if it was there and there was nothing else, is yeah. like 
any fried like white fish, I don't. It's fine. Okay. You know. Yeah, white fish takes on whatever you cook it with. So that right. makes sense. I and if it's breaded, then yeah, I, I don't love it, but it's whatever. It's as close as you could get to a chicken finger. Would you have tempura stuff? Um, I've tried like I've tried it, but it's always shrimp, and I hate shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, my girl hates shrimp. It's gross. I literally had shrimp two days ago. Dude, have you looked at a <laughs> shrimp? Yeah, I, I just did. <laughs> it's gross. Wait, just because just by looking at it, dude. Every time I see like a shrimp, I, I think about that scene in the Matrix where that robot crawls in the guy's belly button. Oh, gross, dude! You're gonna make me not like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it a bug. It looks oh, like a bug. Man. It's gross. They're sea bugs. They are. It looks They're like a cockroach, bugs. like a giant. Cockroach. Oh man, I'm so glad that my fiance can't hear you because that's her least favorite bug of all the bugs, they're, and she already. I, I, I'm trying I ate to a cockroach once. What? How? With my mouth. Like, like on purpose? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an accident. <laughs> no, no, I don't, totally willing to do it. Was this during the Venetia Fair times? No, no, it wasn't. No, no. Was anyone watching you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do something like that for no attention, dude. <laughs> I don't have – I would severely question your sanity if you're just like in a room alone. There's a lot bored. of jokes I do for myself. Those those aren't the types of jokes I do for myself. I have a joke that I've been doing um, with Ice Nine Kills. I've been doing every single day on tour that nobody what? knows about. And I'm not going to tell you what it oh, is. Oh, can you, can you tell me afterwards? Yeah, I can tell you afterwards. But oh my no God, one, I really want to know. Everyone knows I have one and no one knows what it is. But it is so funny to me that I do Oh it. my God, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. It's really Here stupid. Here you are still, still trolling. I love it. It's, so, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the stupidest joke ever. It's, it's really but not it, funny. It's just funny but it's that for I'm, you. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need those jokes for you, man. Yeah. Well, keep let's, us going. let's... <laughs> Move into this. This is the la the last thing I'll ask you, but it might take up some oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, up. This is I, I end with this question all the time. Okay. Okay. It can be about anyone. It can be you can you can be specific with names or band names or whatever if you want, or it can be about yourself or anything. But give me okay. like one or two like real real good stories that you wouldn't like. Everyone asks this question, but it's always like um, like an official press kind of thing. Don't, oh, okay. don't, don't answer it like that. Like, give me like one like you like we would talk about. You know what I mean? Oh God, <laughs> I. So wait, we before, can cut stuff out if you say stuff. That's what it's gonna say. Yeah. Like, there's certain things that I just cannot. No, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. This is always the hardest though to think I know, about. I know. We had it's Donnie like last one to get it. Donnie told a story about um his bass player accidentally drinking piss twice in the same day. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, oh, there, ah, shit. Uh, there's a few going through my head right now, but th th I've I've said them in interviews before, and I know I feel like they'd be cheap. I mean, um, I don't care if if you've used it before. I don't really. Okay. Wa I don't watch a bunch of set it off videos. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> it's fine. All right, all right. I think I think I got one. It was um, we were playing a show in Wisconsin, and. That night, it was back like, you know, the van days where we're just like, anyone please put us up, let us stay there. And it was really convenient that right across the street from the venue, it was like this small area, I think it was in Madison, um, was this person's apartment. Uh, this girl lived with her mom, and she goes, yeah, you can stay here, no problem. And we're like, okay, so 
because we were already like settled at the venue and we just walked over and started getting our stuff ready at her place. And we decided like after the show, we were going to like have a little like house party there and drink and then just like pass out there because we had an off day the next day. So we got some beers and stuff and we walked over to her place and went to go put the beers away. And the first red flag was we opened the fridge door and there was, you know how when people are practicing cutting hair, they use those doll heads? Oh, they look like, yeah. There was one of those completely bald in the fridge on a shelf covered in fake blood. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, starting to put beers away slowly. And I <laughs> didn't want to ask because how do you answer that? Oh, yeah, that's, that's my mom's. Like, and or like that's we, my mom. So, no, that, oh, that would have been worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> like just my mom. mom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, we're leaving right now. <laughs> I had to use the bathroom and there was like – they, their shower curtains were like fake blood handprint shower curtains. It was like July. I, I know it wasn't like Halloween. Uh -huh. And it was just like – I was like, okay, well, there's definitely a vibe here, a, 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 a specific theme. And and then we went back into the kitchen. I saw like up above were like these like torn apart like action figures. And like you know – here's – it looked like Sid's like basement from Toy Story. Okay. It was like yeah. really creepy. That's a and, good description. Uh, you know that you're desperate to sleep somewhere on tour when you see all this and you're like, yeah, we're still going to stay mm -hmm. here tonight. So like we did. Played the show, came back, and we just started drinking. But Oh, but really important detail. When we first walk in, the mother is sitting down in this circle and she is dressed only what, with a group of people that we can only describe as if there was a bunch of middle school teachers – that had a secret get together where they wore like really gothic clothes and gothic face paint and talked about like the devil. Like they were in like what looked like a seance circle, <laughs> and I we walked in on their seance circle because they all looked over and were not having us there. So we kind of stayed towards the front of the apartment and let them do their thing. Wait, so and the just mom got really was like having her own like satanic party in the back of the house. They were just quiet in a circle, and so we just start drinking. We're like drinking Jaeger and drinking beer, and uh, I get to a point where I am just obliterated, and I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get food, and so I'm. I, I don't really remember doing this, but we're walking down the walking down the stairs to go get Jimmy John's, and this is close to where my night ends. So I'm walking down the stairs to get Jimmy John's, and this person has their hands on my shoulder. And I wasn't thinking, and I was just like, ugh, get off. And that was while I was going down the stairs, and it shrugged them off of me, and they fell down the stairs. <laughs> they were okay, but I accidentally shrugged someone down the stairs. Who was it? I don't, I don't know this person. They were just at the party. So it wasn't, so, oh, I, I wished it was like the mom. Oh, my God. I mean, I no. don't wish that the mom no, don't fell. don't worry. The mom gets a shining moment in this story. Okay. So I go down. I get a Jimmy John sandwich. I come back up. I have an air mattress. I start eating the sandwich on my air mattress, and next thing I know, I wake up in my sandwich, like, the next morning, and everyone's like, get the fuck up. We have to go. We have to go right now. And what I mean by in my sandwich is the bread was under me and on top of me. I don't know <laughs> if I got pranked. Like, I literally was inside of a sandwich. Um, but I, uh, we woke up, and they're like, we have to go right now. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm like, you know, groggy as hell. We get into the van and then they tell me the rest of what happened. Well, apparently someone came over and started starting shit with the mom and like yelling at her about how she's raising her daughter. And she's like, you don't tell me how to raise my kid. Oh my God. Grabbed the Jaeger bottle that was empty and smashed it over this person's head. And I guess they slammed into a t It sounds like I'm making it up, but it all happened. And they like slammed into a table apparently. Just this big altercation ensued. 
And that's when they were like, all right, we have to get the fuck out of here. But it just like it was supposed to just be a night of drinking and it just went downhill so fast. Um, but that that's definitely one of the did, stories. Did you um, <laughs> when we played together in Massachusetts, did you stay at my house that night? I, I know I've stayed with you once before, but I can't. It must have been then because do you remember someone smashing their head open at that party? No. I was going to say, does this like follow you everywhere? <laughs> no, I, wait, what happened? Some kid was so fucking drunk. I don't even know who it was. And he was at my house that yeah. like he oh, went to the happens. bathroom, stumbled backwards, fell into the shower and smashed his head on the wall. He's ringing the bell. Like in, oh, we had, he went to the hospital. Like they drove, we like immediately drove him to the hospital because, and I had to like stay I, up all night, like cleaning blood off of everywhere in the bathroom. It was awful. Oh, oh, fucking A. That's disturbing. Well, it's really fun. <laughs> no, I got practice. It's fun to <laughs> tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone do it. Dude, it's, it's, oh, I got another one for you. Okay. Uh, that had to do with staying at someone's place. This is my, one of my favorite. Like, So basically, the way we get these places is most of the time – when we first started touring, we would just book our own tours, like through a website called Indie on the Move, and you would just basically, like, you it was like a little map, and you would click the state, click the county, and then all the venue emails would pop up. You just do that. Anyways, we're we're playing shows, we're headlining on. This is so dumb. I mean, when you think, go back and think about it. We would book our own headliners. With and like we would go headline without any like we haven't done support. We haven't gotten the right to headline really. Yeah. Like that we'd be. Literally to like five kids and then whoever the locals would bring out and maybe sometimes less than that. We played a show in Detroit where we like uh like we like literally no one would go. Like yeah, it we was had like those. such a really bad area. There's a bullet hole in the window of the place that we were playing when, and we when played, you to played literally those shows. What, did you like just fuck it off or like what? It was practice at that point. We're like, all right, we're gonna rehearse. We did and- one like that where there was only like five people and we just played. We turned around and played to the back wall. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. But like, I don't know if you guys approach it the same way if you had to stay with somebody, but maybe you had a friend in the area, but if you didn't, I would literally on stage yeah. be like, hey, yeah, like, hey, I don't know if anyone has like a couch we could crash on, we'll sleep on the floor. It's just a miracle a that more like smaller touring bands just don't get murdered. Honestly, though, like, dude, there's there's been a couple times where we put ourselves, I feel oh, like, yeah. in danger by doing it. And um, so... One of the one of the guys uh, ended up linking up with somebody like, hey, you can stay at our place. Just come through. And we're like, okay, when? They're like, whenever. So we packed up all our stuff. It was very vague. Mm-hmm. And we're driving through this neighborhood. Oh, the lights are off on everyone's house. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. We're, we're, riding the, we're riding in the van and we're like, there's no way. Like unless maybe they're just asleep right now and we came too late. We called them and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not there yet. I'm like, what do you mean you're not there yet? We're like we're not there yet. We're like, okay, so – we were we thought we were late, so they showed up and they're like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Maybe they had some stuff to get done. They open it up and they're like, you can sleep on the futon, um, and then there's floor space. We're like, okay, cool, perfect, thank you so much. Well, one of the guys starts getting ready on the futon, and this kid comes out and is like, that's where I sleep, and <laughs> we're like, oh no, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, so then we. Uh, but the t- futon was stacked. It was like two futons. So they're like, well, uh, you can just take the bottom futon. What I can only assume 
the habit was here is that they would sit on this futon, smoke cigarettes inside, and then stuff the cigarette butt in oh, between. God. Because it was covered in ash, it w- and it just That's smelled gross. terrible. So we were like, we need a place to sleep. So pulled it out, set it down on the floor. I think we just flipped it over or something like that. And um, I went to go use the bathroom, take a shower, and it was just ice-cold water. And we heard them arguing in the kitchen. I think the argument was actually over uh, – well, we know why they didn't pay their bill because I think one of the guys overheard them say they spent the money on weed. So yeah. they didn't get bill. So couldn't take a, like a hot shower, and it was way too cold. I think it was like cold outside as well. So I was like, honestly – Screw this! I'm going out. I'm gonna sleep in the van yeah. tonight. Like it was just like too awkward and weird. So and it, you know it was kind of peaceful because it was raining outside and and there's something just really nice about sleeping in the van when it's right. like you can just feel like rain or hear the rain uh, like dropping on top of the, the the roof. But something else that happened that I didn't know about. There's this cat that was just already not stoked that we were there, and the cat just plopped down on the futon that we were now supposed to sleep on and. Oh no! This is what triggered me to go outside. I remember now. Uh, the, the cat plopped down on on the on the futon and just started going to town on itself. Just started <laughs> licking its cat vagina on on the on this futon that was already gross. And I'm like, I'm going in the van like this. <laughs> I like, love picturing you just like already distressed and just yeah. cat slowly walks in, just looks at you, and just starts like going down it's like, on itself. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Fuck you. <laughs> the cat wanted me out and it succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, there's so many stories like that. I'm sure they're all coming to you now. The more you're telling oh, them, yeah, the more yeah. I'm remembering about like Oh, it, they all trigger. They all trigger. You just think of something new. We had just this off one of kid, man. I'm gonna say his name too. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. His name was Tyler. <laughs> Okay, and he okay. was like a super fan in New Jersey yeah. and he was like a nice kid or whatever. But like yeah. the promoter put on the show and it was like a great yeah. show. It was awesome. And a great show for that for that time was like, I don't know, 90 kids, 90 to 100 yeah. kids. Great show. That, yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those like self-headliner things that we had no business doing. Yeah. And the promoter, <laughs> I went up to him and I was like, hey man, where's, where's the, the food? Like we were supposed to get a couple pizzas or whatever. And he was like, oh no, 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 Tyler's taking care of the catering. Go talk to him. And I was like... Why is Tyler taking care of the catering? Oh my but let God. me go talk to him. You just made me think of another story now, too. <laughs> Dude, I go to talk to him. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we're just going to have like hot dogs and stuff. Um, but they're at my house, so we have to do it after the show. And I was like, no. But that's like seven hours from now. And I was, and he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did it. We went to his fucking house that was like a half hour away for like 50 cents of hot dogs, right? For but we, hot but dogs. we go there and we go in the backyard and he's like, you just got to be like, really quiet and like we can't turn on the lights because my my mom's sleeping inside and um she doesn't know that you guys are here and like she comes out without us even making it to the fucking grill oh which oh, by the way God. we had to supply luckily we had our little you camp had to stove bring grill. all the and, little grill and yeah. we had to supply the buns which we had by chance and all the condiments he literally had a pack of hot dogs so you spent more than the hot dogs and the and the gas to get to this place oh and That's we got amazing. kicked out before we could even get the hot dogs because no! before we even turned the grill on, she's like, this woman comes out and she was like, what the fuck is that noise? 
<laughs> we were like, oh my God, are you kidding me right now? So, oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. Uh, poor Dude, kid, like just wanted to of, hang out, I think. You I know. know. That, that sounds like he was trying to like rope you into like, hey, I'm going to chill with the band and this is how. I'm going to lure him in with hot dogs. Yeah. Even though I really should not be doing this at all. He shouldn't have Dude. been. And I'm sure he's learned now because oh. I'm sure he was embarrassed by the whole thing. I got two food stories for you now. I got. I have to tell okay, you. Okay, okay. Right, I love so, this. I love it. Um, Keep them coming. So – Dude, you immediately, as soon as you said catering and like, and I, you said hot dogs, it immediately clicked in my head. <laughs> we played, same situation in the van, touring. I think we were in some place like Oklahoma or, all I know is that it was not a, it was not a great show for us. <clears throat> well, catering was provided by the venue and usually you hope for buyout because if you get like, a, like $5, you can go get what you want right. or like, you know, buy off the dollar menu. But that was not the case. Catering provided and it was attached to this bar next door to where the stage was. And... I was thinking, oh, like bar food. No, it was not. I cannot be more serious when I describe that what our catering was supposed to be was a crock pot filled with water and various sizes of hot dogs and sausages. So what? It, I think they thought it would boil. Like it, like it, it, like you could see a film on the water from like, like I don't know. There must have been oil spots or something. But it felt like I was in the movie The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I found the house and I just happened to stumble into their kitchen. That's like, so like there you go. disgusting. <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And that was what we were expected to Who eat. Who ate it? No one did. No one we, ate we, it. No one ate it. No, 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 no. Not no. even like that, the kid that was like, oh, no, I brought it. It's good. You know, I'll do anything. No, no one did. Not even the person serving it to us. It looked like the biggest joke I've ever seen. We would have gotten sick 100%. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that was served. That's and then this other one. Is it also involves a crock pot and food, but this one I, this, so we were playing a house party. Well, all the time we would, um, in between shows, we found out a lucrative way to make some money is, well, that's literally as redundant. Uh, a, a lucrative <laughs> business at the time is to also book private shows, and we would just basically we would contact someone via email and go over there, play like a, an acoustic set, hang out, and a lot of the time they would provide food, and so it was really nice. There was this one we played in the back in someone's backyard in Illinois. And I felt so bad because they provided food, and what they did is they made spaghetti, but they left the spaghetti in the crock pot, I think, overnight. So it's like noodles and sauce all together, and I've <laughs> You know there's like al dente is like one way to have a noodle. I don't know what this would be called, but I don't think noodles like spaghetti is supposed to break apart just by contacting it with a fork. <laughs> oh, God, so it's just mush? They're like watching us eat. So they're like so proud. I felt awful because I had to eat it. And so they're like, we made you this. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And so then I go and I serve it onto my plate and it's just like mush. Oh. It's like mushing plate. Thank God there was garlic bread. I tried to supplement it with that mostly and I ate it and I almost threw up. And I was like, they're like, what do you think? I was like, it's good. It's oh. so good. Thank you. It was like literally like being force fed something you don't want to have. And I just, I wanted to be polite. It was awful that's the worst it was so disgusting Ugh. okay so on the flip side what's the where's the best food on tour catering oh, wise. catering and then and then also where you go eat okay okay catering who's the best catering i th shit i it's got to be somewhere in europe yeah oh, that's true i was thinking just like it within the united states i think oh man i forgot the name of the venue but it was it was an italian show and they had a whole spread. 
Like they like the, the sh- like they had a head chef and he like made everything and like with love and care and it was just this like amazing buffet of like he included like Greek food and like prosciutto mm. and nice cheeses and uh, that was I was really impressed by that because we've never had that treatment before ever. Now I think that's one thing that's really cool to like look back on is you can look back on those like really awful experiences and then when you have your first nice meal oh I know what it is now um, we were playing we were supporting Simple Plan. And I remember we got super excited because when we were going to cross into Canada, we saw that we were playing arenas. We've never played an arena mm-hmm. before. We were nervous but very excited. We had our green room. We're like walking into like where the Raptors play. I couldn't believe it. And then we're like, all right, catering's coming up. And we went over there, and they had like slices of chocolate cake, steaks. Yeah. Um, it was just like you were like in the private lounge of an airport. Like like the like a main like that's not that's the so best sick. <laughs> but it was just incredibly made food. Everyone's in a chef's apron. I like I felt like like uh, Macaulay Culkin in, in Home Alone when he gets that cheese pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. See, that makes me so jealous because like we we were supposed to be doing our first arena tour right now. And like oh. I was so looking forward to that shit. Oh, uh, well, we yeah. did we did some arenas with Papa Roach and Hollywood Undead in Europe just last month. It's so dope. And the food was great. They had it's- uh, they actually hired private catering for all the Germany shows, and it's like I, I wish I remembered the name of the company because I would endorse the shit out of them right now. They were like we all became like buddies with them and shit, and they were like making anything we wanted. Like they were checking in with us, being like, "Is there anything specific you want? Anything else?" And they just like go make it. It was nuts. Dude, nothing better than a nice cooked meal Dude, on the road. It was great. I know we got their contact for next time, but they're they, they make con- their whole business is all just touring and catering. They like have better gear and road cases than we do. And the tour, like do they go on the road and yeah. provide the like, Tadak catering for war tour? Like uh, kind of what they I don't do? know if they do it quite like that, but they have, they had, they were on a bus. Oh wow. Yeah. They were on a bus what? with like the part, some of the other crew. Wow. Yeah. That's, dope. it was cool. Yeah, have you had like a, like a, a friend or someone that you met on tour that would just like cook you a meal every time you came through. We still have Dude. that. It's great. You guys know Robert Aronoff from Dallas, Texas? Whoa, that name sounds so familiar. I don't know. Said like the main and Mayday Parade and as it is, and I found out about him through them. And so I reached out to him uh, through through them, and he now every time we come to Dallas, he's like a friend now. He's like a really talented chef. And he'll make us like some good barbecue. Like he he'll make like uh he made us ribs. Like he makes us ribs almost every time with like his homemade rub and homemade barbecue sauce. And dude, I'm getting st- I'm getting so hungry <laughs> talking about that. Like that that's my one of my favorite meals to look forward to. Like he's the reason I first had beef rib, which was was really amazing mm. to me. It was unbelievable. It was just the most tender thing I've ever had in my life. But my favorite like go to spots. There's this place in Baltimore. That we've known about since we first recorded our first EP there with Paul Levitt. And it's called Isabella's. And it's like a little it's in Little Italy and it's a sandwich shop. And they have this sandwich called the Marcus. And it's basically just like really good bread, chicken, and like balsamic vinegar and oil. It's so simple. But it's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Hmm. It's so I also really love as far as junk food stuff goes, cookout on the East Coast in the Southeast, if you've ever had yeah. it. It is. Oh my God! To those in the South, I know they're already getting excited about it. Those who haven't been there, I introduced my friend. It's in Nashville too. Um, my friend who lives out in Nashville, I introduced it to them to that to him, and he just is head over heels with it. It's it's fast food. So like you're you're going there when like you've had some drinks or sure. 
or when you, you're just like, fuck it. But they have the for five dollars you can get a tray, which is like a burger and quesadillas and hush puppies with a giant drink. That's sick. And it's really good. <laughs> but they have the best shakes ever. They have a banana pudding milkshake where they literally put uh, bananas and, and vanilla wafers in the shake, oh, and it's awesome. like real. So that's a good spot. Um, Portillo's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Primani Brothers in Pittsburgh. Um, that's the go-to. Yeah, those are like they're 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 staples of the area. Yeah. So I'm like I'm, I'm gonna go with one. Yeah, you have to, right? It's been harder since becoming vegan, being able to like Im- find like those spots. But now there's like this whole like subculture of like vegan food spots too that are kind of sweet. Oh, too. dude, there's some amazing spots out here. I know that for sure. Oh yeah, I, that's like one of the major perks for me being out here. You need to show me some more like unknown stuff if you don't mind because like I really do like vegan food. I love Veggie Grill and Veggie Grill is I like – I have never eaten B- Veggie Grill. Dude, the B-Wing salad is unbelievable. I have to try I love- it. That's the first thing I ever had there and I fell in love. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Food. You made me- Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things to do on tour. I don't know if you do this. but they- So every now and then I'll just need my space and I will take myself out to dinner. On an off day, I'll like pick a restaurant in the area. And I won't tell anyone I'm going. And I will, like, maybe like 7 o'clock or something. I'll, like, the last one I really remember enjoying, I went to this place that was a steakhouse nearby. And I got myself, like, gin martinis. <laughs> and, and there was, like, a football game on. And I, was, I enjoyed, like, a steak with a nice side. And I just sat in isolation. No one was even sitting next to me. I was like, it's the most, it's, like, zen to me. Like, that, that's my zen. Yeah. Just sitting alone with a meal was just perfect for me. I have my, uh... Everyone knows on my bus, on the bus, that like I need my space sometimes, and they, I will straight up tell them, be like, I'm leaving at this time. No one else can leave when I'm leaving. I'm I'm going. (laughs) Yeah, and and I will go. Like usually on our off days, I I walk minimum ten miles a day when I on off days. Wow. Yeah, just because I like going out, sticking in my headphones, and just walking for like hours and hours and hours. That's Are you listening to music, podcasts? Either, whatever I'm in the mood for. Yeah. You know? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. My friend Jim takes long walks, and I like, I've never, I've never done it. <laughs> I know that oh, sounds dude, weird. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I love do you, it. Do you go, do you plan a route? Or do, I think that's what it is. No. I'm trying to like plan it. No, I just yeah. go. I mean, every now and then, most, most times, not most times, but a good amount of times, I'll bring people with me, and they're always like, some people are super into it, and then some people are like, why are yeah. we still fucking walking? So <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, I need to go somewhere. You know what? That's so Pisces of you. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you this one story. One, one story right. real quick. Um, yeah. This is a good one. On, on the first, uh, we did a tour about a year ago with Falling in Reverse, and we had an off day um, coming down the coast of California. We ended up in like okay. Redding, I think. Redding, California. And I was like, okay, this is like supposedly like a pretty cool spot for some hikes. So I found a bunch of these hikes and I was like, yeah, let's do this one. It's like fairly short. I got everyone together, like a bunch of different people. I think it was like eight of us that were going. Oh, wow. And so we went on this hike and I was like really bummed out by the first part of it because it was like paved and not like super adventurous or whatever. But we came to a point in the paved path where it just ended and it looked like a bridge had been knocked down. Right. And it was like a giant, not a giant canyon, but probably like a 30 foot canyon that you had to yeah. like there where there was a bridge. And we were like, well, we're not, I don't want to be done. Like, let's figure <laughs> out a way to do this. So we like climbed yeah. down, like crossed a river and then wow. climbed up the other side. And then we got to another spot where the same thing had happened. 
but we couldn't really cross the river because it was too deep. And so we like walked through the woods down the river and then it started like raining (laughs) and we finally like had to cross the river, like kind of up a little above our knees in the water and it was freezing. Oh my God. Got to the other side and at this point we had probably done like six miles and like a lot of it was just through like no path, like trying to cross this river, like pushing each other up rock walls and shit. And we finally got to a road and half the people were like, all right, I'm out. And then me, I was like, I'm not done. I'm keep, I'm going to keep going. Like I, I just found another yeah. route. There's an actual dirt path, like a mile yeah. down the road. So I walked with like four other people, like a mile down the road. We get to this dirt path and we're hiking for like an hour or whatever. And then it just starts like fucking downpouring lightning, thunder, hail. Oh my God. Like crazy hail? hail, dude. Hail, like crazy storm. To the point where it was running down the mountain that we were hiking or the hill with, we were in water on the mountain up to our ankles where the path was supposed to be, right? Like crazy storm. And it's like getting dangerous. And I'm looking at the map and I'm like, yeah, okay, it looks like we're coming up to like a little town here. Like we'll find like a coffee shop and get inside and like see if we can call an Uber. So I'm we're we're walking. There's no real path anymore. I'm just trying to follow the map because it's just nothing, right? And we're in like are you trying to find your car? No, no, we're just walking to find a road at this point, right? Oh my god, we we we're we're like at this point like ten miles away from where we had started. Wow. So we're like trying to find this town, and I look down, and I'm on a fucking street, but. I'm in the middle of the fucking, like, in nothing. But it says I'm on a street. And so I can actually start to see these little paths. And they're just like these little tiny dirt paths that are these streets. And so we start walking more and more through this shit. Yeah. And we start seeing just, like, old, burnt-to-shit houses. Like, everything had been burnt down. There's, like... No, there, there's tire tracks places, but there's no roads anymore. It sounds like you're writing a horror Dude, movie right now. Dude, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. And then it got scary because we got more into it and there would be just like a shitty trailer with like like some really creepy yard furniture and stuff, you know? Oh my and like, God, oh no, yeah. there are people here. And yeah. we finally get out to a main road and we're in the middle of nowhere, dude. We're 15 miles from where we started and oh we can't God. even get an Uber <laughs> do you think you could go back there if you tried no no really no I, honestly i don't think i could finally this is Uber- in california huh reading california yeah, yeah. wow um, so no uber that's it, nuts well we finally got an uber oh, okay to like come and get us and the guy was like dude what the fuck there's four of you and you're soaked and dirty oh, like you're gonna get in my God. car and i was like dude i get it if you don't want to take us it's fine I understand. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't fucking leave you out here. No one's going to get you. <laughs> and he was oh like, all right, God. get in the car or whatever. Well, that, that's super nice of him to get it you It was off. insane. I gave him a big tip, but it, it was nuts. I, I think of that as a very positive story because it was like an adventure. Yeah. But some people are oh, like, absolutely. Some people hated it. Oh, they but look I, back at it in horror? Yeah, I like live for that shit. I love that. Dude, I, you made me think of another story. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we're on a roll now. Okay. All right, so this isn't van related at all, but this is hike related. Okay. Um. So we, so Shay and I wanted to go on a hike or go like camping for a while out here. We know they have like camping grounds. Like that was one of the things I was talking about earlier. Like you can drive like two hours and you'll have like you're in a mountain, no cell service, detached from the world, and you're camping with a tent. So 
some of our friends got together like, hey, let's have a group camping trip. Know this place. Forgot the name of the place, um, but it was it was. I'll have to if I find it, I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, it was yeah. actually a really cool camping ground. But we were um, so we got together some people. We brought some drinks, brought some food. We all had tents, like literally like tented up and everything. Like, it felt like I was in Boy Scouts again, like from forever ago. And so we're excited. We decide we're gonna go on this hike because there's this waterfall we want to find, and apparently it's just incredible. So we all get together. And I, I really knew one of the people other than Shay. Like okay. the, the rest of them were like all people I didn't really know. So I'm getting to know them as I go. And one guy's like really adventurous, wants to like climb everything. And the girl that he's with is like following his every move. So she's like joining him and climbing stuff. And then other people just kind of laid back. And so it's like I'm, it's really interesting, like mm-hmm. an, an interesting dynamic. We're all getting along just fine though. Uh, so we walk for what must have been about three hours, maybe more, three and a half, four hours. And we still haven't found this fucking waterfall. We've seen people – Walk back the opposite way, drenched. You're like, oh, the waterfall's amazing. Can't wait till you guys see it. <laughs> where the hell is this waterfall? And then what we realized we wanted to turn around is we got to this area where it just seemed so desolate. We saw this other really disappointed couple of people turn around and come back. Like, or they were on their way back the opposite way. They'll goes, you guys looking for the waterfall? We're like, yeah, like we couldn't find it. It's not over here. We're like, damn it. Oh, so we were about to give up. We, we turn around. And we we start walking. And remember, we passed the waterfall like on the way, but it was like a really small one. Like, like there's no way that's it. Like, there's no base. Is it is it a basin? Yeah, Whatever the water is underneath yeah. it. There was none of that. It was just like just like rocks. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, that's not it. So we we start walking back. We're like, well, maybe it's like attached to other waterfalls or something. So uh, the guy that's adventurous, while we're walking back, uh, he sees that. And he starts walking down. And I like jumping on stuff too and climbing stuff. So whatever. So he goes down. She follows him. I go down as well. So the way this is all set up is there's we're on the top of the waterfall. So like we're about I don't know 20 yards away from where it drops off. He walks to the edge and starts looking down just to kind of see is there anything else. Uh, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm watching him because I'm like nervous for him. I don't want to see like anything bad happen. All of a sudden, I hear slip splash. And I look over, and the girl was standing on where the water is for the waterfall. And the ground is like all rock, so it's like kind of like it's like algae and stuff. It's really slick. She's wearing not hiking boots, and she slips and starts gliding down the waterfall. Oh and no! And I was like, no, this this isn't gonna happen. This doesn't happen in real life. This, this isn't gonna happen. Like she's like trying to grab for rocks oh and stuff, and God. he can't get on there because he's gonna die. And all of a sudden, whew, she just falls off. And I don't – the thing that scared me is I didn't hear a splash. I didn't hear any contact with anything, no thud. So that was a far drop. So all, all the people heard from above me were like, oh, no, no, oh, my God. Like that's all they heard from down below because like there's like a little thing to yeah, get down yeah. to where we're at. Yeah. So we panic. We just start running up the thing. We're like, we got to get down to her. It's the steepest thing to get down there, man. Like it is – like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, just imagine the steepest hill you can imagine. Sure. So much to the point where the, the trees that were growing up, someone had to tie ropes to those things so people could get back Got up. Got it. Um, so we run down there. So Shay is uh, is a Marine. Um, and so she's like had to deal with stuff like this before. So she, like, because, like, snaps into, like, medic mode, basically. And she fell probably, I don't even know, maybe... I'm really bad at guessing, uh, but I want to say like 20, 30 feet oh my enough God, to that's crazy. Like, real, yeah, so she landed on her hip on the on this rock. Long story short, we're we all have to run back. We're still miles away, like from our campgrounds. Yeah, and we don't have cell service. So it ended up taking till the middle of the night. We're like Shay and I, like we we cover like we take off our shirts, cover her clothes so that she doesn't get cold. We run back to get like snacks and water just so that we can keep her hydrated and and give her food and. 
And um, eventually what ended up having to happen was um, she got bay flighted out of there because there's no other way. We, we couldn't pick her up. Right. Ended up she shattered her pelvis um, and her and her um, her femur was broken. Like like crazy amounts oh of damage. Oh, my God, dude. That's she's, wild. She's okay now. She's like made a full recovery now. But, dude, it was the weirdest because it felt like a movie. It was like, hey, like, you know, like in movies, like when, when there's camping, it always starts off them having a good right. time and then just something goes terribly wrong. Yeah, that was what happened. So it was a good trip. It, I mean, we made the most <laughs> of it. <laughs> we all we all just like sat so quietly around the fire that night, like we didn't know what to do. God, that sucks. Dude, it Poor was girl. absolutely crazy. And then the thing that was scaring me was so Shane and I went back. Some people were staying back just in case they could run into somebody. And Chen and I were like, "All right, we're gonna grab our lantern and try to walk back into this. It's getting dark now. The sun's going down, and there is bear warnings everywhere." And we're like, we're going to get mauled by bears. This is going to happen. This is how I die. Yeah, like, like, I just like, couldn't believe it. Yeah, the next part of the movie. Yeah. But every, everything ended up okay. Well, the, the way they were able to get the uh, – leg was broken and pelvis. Yeah. yeah except for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everything was fine. Yeah, except for that. Oh, everything was great. Yeah. It was a great, a great trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, of course. We've been talking for like an hour and 40 minutes now, so I want to let you go because I know you got stuff yeah. to do. Um, but it was fun. I really appreciate you having yeah, me. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to talk about real quick or say or anything? Um, all I can think to say right now is, you know, if you live over in the UK, Europe, and you want to pick up your ticket, just go to setitoffband.com. We're coming out there uh, in, in the summer. Hopefully it's all blown over by then. Everyone stay home, stay safe, obviously. Um, yeah, I sing in a band called Set It Off. Check us out. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do all that stuff before. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, know. no, not all know. that stuff, but like, oh yeah, Cody's from Set It I'm, Off. It's so impulsive now. Like, all right, do you anything you want to say? All right, what do I promote? What do I promote? I'm very much like record, like trying to make these interviews just like people popping in the middle of conversation. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And all the yeah, like that. boring stuff. Oh, we'll talk to you soon, man. I dug myself a cannon to hide my walls. Lost myself somewhere in the deep. Silver lines are hard to see The only way to feel this sad If I thought something before How your mood's in bad today's And I'm so insecure I keep forgetting what I've had And craving so much more But lost in a familiar place These words will bring me home It's okay Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? 
I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.